on the radio later on. Amen. So there we go. We got the podcast going. Now we're live on the on the Facebook, and then we're live here also uh, with you today. Amen. Praise God. So talking about ever increasing faith. That's what our subject is this morning in our Sunday school class. Uh, we've been on a series now for. Uh, this will be part three this morning at 11 o'clock. We're going to be on part three of Greater Faith. And I'm going to be sharing my personal testimonies of what God has walked me through, of what God has walked us through in the past few years, and how to increase on this. Amen. Uh, Miss Angel, I had to go live on my phone because the computer thing never came up. Um, okay, so we're just going to move on from there, Miss Angel. So, all right. We need We'll just have to figure out technical problems later. But let's all go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for today, God. We give you blessings and honor and glory. And Father, we praise you for this moment. God, we thank you, Father, for all the blessings in our lives. And Father, we just thank you, Father. Lord, for all the miracles that are taking place today. Today is the day that you have made. We rejoice and be glad in it. And Father, we thank you, Father, right now for all of our listening audiences out there, Lord, that you will bless them, encourage them and lift them up in the name of Jesus. As we dive back into your word, God, we ask you for revelation knowledge, Lord, that you would increase our faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please you. And without faith, it's going to be impossible to live on this earth in the last days. So, Lord, increase our faith and help us to increase our faith and help us to guard our faith and protect our faith, God, and teach us what it really means to walk in trusting and, and believing in you and believing in your word and have faith that you need us to have and that we need to have. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. So I want you to turn your Bibles to the book of Mark. And we're going to be looking at the ninth chapter, the 23rd uh, verse in Mark chapter 9, verse 23. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Uh, so here we have Jesus. This is the whole story of the man coming to Jesus. His child um, you know, was bad sick, and, and then the child had, had um, you know, was going through all this, had the demon possessed, and the, and the demon was casting the child into water and casting the child into water, trying to trying to drown him, trying to burn him up, just trying to kill the kid. And, uh, and the father hears about Jesus. He hears about the Messiah. And he goes to Jesus, and, and, and he wants Jesus to cast his demon out. And Jesus said, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. What a powerful statement, first of all, for Jesus to say. Now, you just sit back and think about this. If thou canst believe. That's what Jesus is saying. So Jesus is telling us there is measures of faith. You measure your faith. What can you believe God for? What can you believe God for? I said last Sunday um, in our Greater uh, Faith series that if, you know, maybe you don't have uh, enough faith to heal cancer. Maybe you've been diagnosed with cancer and you just, just be honest. You just say, I just don't have enough faith. I just, I just don't know. But do you have enough faith to, to ask God to heal you of a headache? So you got to start somewhere. So you got people that can believe God to heal them of a headache, but they can't believe God to heal them of a cancer simply because their faith level is not there. It's not that they don't believe in God. It's not that they don't believe in Jesus. Their faith level just is not there. 
And I think as, as a church, we have to, and as a society of people, we have to be honest with ourselves and recognize where we are in faith. Where is our level of faith at? You know, we talked about having $20 faith and having $100 faith. You know, can you say, well, I can't, I struggle to believe God for an extra $100 to pay my bills. Well, can you believe God for an extra $20? Just start there. Can you believe God for that? If you can't believe God for $20, just start with $5. You know, where is your level of faith? And so you got to grow in your level of faith. And this is what Jesus was telling the man. He says, all things are possible to him that believe. So whatever it is that you can put your faith in, whatever it is that you really can believe for, and I'm not talking about wishful hoping here. Wishful hoping is not faith. You know, a lot of people have, they have wishful hoping, and they think, they call it faith, but it's not faith. You know, you ask them, well, brother, how you doing today? You know, and is God going to answer that? Well, I, I hope so. Well, that's wishful hoping. That's not faith. Faith is, you know, the Word of God stands. You stand on the Word of God. You find your scripture that backs up what you're believing for, and you put all your, your hope and your faith and your confidence in that scripture. And so, you know, what God has done in the past, He can do today, and He can do tomorrow, and what He's done for another, He'll do for me. You, you know, God is able God is able, and we have to, like Sarah, we have to judge him able and judge him righteous. Amen. So God is able, and he says, if thou canst believe, this is the words of our Messiah. This is the head of the church, the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. All things are possible. Now, that might be hard for you to wrap your mind around. That may be difficult for you to really just begin to think about um, what you're trying to believe God for. And that, and that may be where you are, but Jesus said, if you can believe it, then you can have it. He said, if you can believe it, all things are possible. That's what faith is. But I love the statement of this man. Look at what he says in verse 24. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears. Man, his emotions were in this. It's, it was, his child, listen, when it comes to your children, you're going to get emotionally and tied in, into this, into your faith, into believing. And look what he says. Lord, I believe. I believe. See, he knew that Jesus was the Messiah. He knew that Jesus was the healer. He says, I believe. If he didn't, he would have never took the child to Jesus. He believed that Jesus was the healer. He says, then he says, comma, I believe, comma, help thou my unbelief. You see, the man recognized he had a lid. He recognized there was a level of faith that he was at, and there was a level of faith that he was not at. And he says, help thou my unbelief. And verse 25 goes on, and Jesus rebukes the devil out of the boy and, and delivers the boy back to his father. But look what he says, help thou my unbelief. This is where we need to be. When we come for prayer, and we and I have people, you know, we pray for the sick every Sunday, I believe in James chapter 5, anointing of oil, praying over the sick, and knowing that they will recover by the Scripture, simply by the Scripture, having faith in God's Word, being obedient to God's Word. So every Sunday, I make a point that we're going to have an altar call, and we're going to have a healing line, and I'm going to pray for somebody. Anybody who wants to be prayed for, we will anoint you with oil, according to James chapter 5, and we will pray in the name of Jesus, and we will plead the blood of Jesus over you, and we will rebuke that disease, that we will rebuke the sickness, whatever it is that's hurting you, 
or ailing you, we will rebuke it. Whether it be cancer, whether it be a headache, whether it be back pain, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you're coming for prayer, we will pray with you, okay? And we will pray for you. But what we cannot do is believe for you. You have to believe for yourself. You have to have faith yourself. We can add our faith to yours, but we cannot believe for you. So here we are, uh, you know, as we talk about this, and you have to realize that, and, and I see people all the time, they'll come for prayer, and I know, I know when I'm praying for them, they don't have the faith to receive it. And I can just tell, I can just feel it. They don't have the faith to receive it. And they'll make statements like, well, I, I certainly hope so. And that's not faith, that's wishful hoping. Um, but I want to encourage you, don't stop coming to the altar for prayer. If you have not received your healing the first time you got prayed for, don't stop, keep coming. There was a man that Jesus prayed for two times. It's the only, only time in scripture that we see that Jesus prayed for somebody more than one time to be healed. And he was a blind man and uh, Jesus prayed for him and he opened his eyes and Jesus said, what do you see? And he says, I see men tall as trees. So he had some vision, but it wasn't right. It was, his vision was still off and he still did not see very clearly. The scripture tells us that Jesus prayed for him a second time. And when he opened his eyes a second time, he had perfect vision. He could see like he was supposed to see. Um, what happened here? Levels of faith. Was it Jesus' levels of faith? No. Jesus knew that he was the healer. Jesus knew that he possessed the anointing of the Father to heal. He knew that because he was standing on Isaiah 63, he knew that he has been sent by the Father, that the anointing of the, of the power of healing was upon him. He had already prayed for other people. He'd already seen them healed. He knew that God could heal this blind man. He'd already opened other blind, uh, blind people's eyes and deaf ears. He already knew this. He already had the experience. He knew, uh, so there was no problem with Jesus' faith. But there was a faith level problem. And the faith level problem was the man receiving. He believed some, but he didn't believe all. But when he saw that he could see some, and Jesus didn't pray for him the second time, it increased his faith. And he was able to get the rest of the way home and receiving his healing. Um, and so we have to recognize where we are in our faith level. What can we truly believe God for? And be honest with ourselves and say, you know, I'm just not there yet. And it's okay. When you come for me to pray for you, and you're just not there yet, I would rather for you to tell me up front, hey, I'm, I, I know that God's the healer, but I'm just not there. I, I, just, I just can't believe it for myself yet. I'm just not, my faith is just not there. You know, that's honesty, that God honors, I honor it. And, uh, and you know, and I'll give you some more word and, and, uh, and we'll get you there. We'll build your faith. Sometimes you gotta build your faith to receive the healing. And so that's what we see here happen in Mark chapter nine and verse 23 in 24 and so we're talking about this ever-increasing faith that we need to be walking in every day our faith should be increasing the older we get every day that we're walking upon this planet our faith should be stronger than it was yesterday because our experience in god is stronger than it was yesterday in romans chapter 10 verse 17 uh, if you've been around me at any length of time you know i'm going to quote the scripture um, and I tell people, you need to memorize the scripture. I quote this scripture all the time. I'm not going to say I quote it every Sunday, but pretty close. <laughs> I mean, I quote this scripture a lot. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. 
You cannot receive faith by watching Bonanza. You cannot receive faith by watching Gunsmoke. You cannot receive faith, uh, you know, by watching your favorite comedy show uh, on TV. You cannot receive faith by reading, um, you know, a mystery uh, novel or something. You've got to get into God's Word. You've got to hear God's Word. You've got to hear the preaching of God's Word. You've got to hear the teaching of God's Word. You've got to put your eyes on God's Word and read God's Word for yourself. Hear God's Word being read to you. Hear God's Word being preached to you. And the more you hear, the more faith will come because your faith will build inside of you. That's how you increase your faith. You know, I know I, I met a guy one time and he said, well, I read the Bible all the way through and and he was telling me he didn't read the Bible anymore because uh, he already read the Bible. And I was like, man, you just don't get it then. I said, because you don't understand what you're reading. The Bible is not a newspaper. It's not a mystery novel that you read one time or, or a movie that you watch one time and say, well, I already know what's going to happen. No, the Word of God is alive, and the Word of God <clears throat> is quick and powerful. And the Word of God um, will build inside of you. I don't care how many times I have read scriptures, I always see something new. I think about the angels that are flying around the throne of God in Revelation, and they cry out, holy, holy, holy. Now, Revelation does not tell us that they stop. <clears throat> they just keep going. They keep flying around the throne of God, and they keep crying out, holy, holy, holy. Now, you would think after a, fl a few laps <laughs> of flying around the throne of God that they'd get tired of saying, holy, holy, holy. But no, they see something new. They see something wonderful. Every time they go around the throne of God, every time they make another lap around the throne of God, man, they are seeing something marvelous in God. And they cry out, holy, holy, as, a, as an expression of what they're seeing. And that's the way the Word of God is. That's the way the Bible is, the Word of, the word of God. As you read the Word of God, you will see things you did not see before. And this is why what we call it a living organism. The Bible is alive. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even dividing of the thoughts and the intents of man's heart. The Bible is alive. And so you need to hear more of it. You need to hear more of it. I tell people all the time, uh, I wish everybody listened to what I say. You know, <laughs> like I tell my kids, if you just do what I tell you to do, and just listen to everything I'm telling you to, that I'm telling you to do and, and do what I'm saying, your life will be a whole lot better. Man, I wish everybody would catch on to that. But I tell people all the time, put some praise music in your house. Have praise music going in your house all the time. That doesn't mean you've got to have it cranked up to where you hear nothing else. But you can have it. It can be quiet. It can be, you can have it low. But the fact is you can hear it. And that will build your faith listening to praise music, getting your praise on, amen. Um, you know, there's nothing like being in a house when it's quiet and you can hear in a low volume the praises of God going up. And I did does something to you. It changes the atmosphere. Um, you know, there's we don't have an excuse today. I'm telling you, there's going to be generations that are going to rise up against our generation because all this technology that we have, um, I just looked over here on the... For some reason we were kicked off the radio, amen. But praise God, we're still on the Facebook. Um, but anyways, we um, there we're gonna get back on the radio now. 
but we uh, uh, we have all this technology. We have all this check technology. We we have Facebook. I'm sure you're watching me on right now. You have internet radio that I'm on also. Man, we've got YouTube channels. We've got we've got preaching. We've got Bible apps that read to us. We have Bible apps that have Bible studies on them. We have so much, so much at our fingertips to help us get into God's Word, to help us hear God's Word, to help us build our faith. And the truth is, with all this technology and with all this, these Bible translations and with all this opportunity um, you know, to be able to... Um, <laughs> Let me turn this over here just in case this other camera is working. If you've been watching me through this other camera, I apologize. I've been facing the other one. There we go. That's better. Um, but we have all this technology. And I'm telling you, we know less about the Word of God today than those that lived 500 years ago. Uh, people, people used to read the Bible. People used to study the Bible. People used to have Bible studies. And now you talk about a Bible study and people run. Um, we live in a world of entertainment where everybody wants to be entertained. They want to go to church on Sunday where they are entertained. They want the lights, the colored lights. I've been in some churches and they had the smoke screens going on, you know, smoke, what I call smoke fog coming on the stage. They've had the, the lights that are flashing. And I told my wife, I said, and the ceiling's painted black. And I told my wife, I said, I feel like I'm in a nightclub and not a church. People are looking for entertainment more than they're looking for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we've got to stay with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Our generation has no excuse. You have no excuse not to hear the word of God. Amen. Before I move on, let me go ahead and tell you, our men are having breakfast at 9.30 this morning. So if you live here in the Bowden area, come to our church, 1030 West College Street, Bowden, Georgia, and have some breakfast with our men's ministry. The women's ministry is going to be meeting at Jack's Hamburger Place down the road here in Bowden, and uh, Angel will be meeting you ladies there to have breakfast with you. Um, let's continue on. James chapter 1, verse 6 talks about a double-minded man. And says that, let's just turn there in our Bibles real quick. Let's just turn to James chapter one. Now, if you're driving down your, in, if you're driving on your in your car, do not stop what you're doing to turn your Bible. Just listen. <laughs> Amen. But James chapter one, uh, dealing with prayer, and is talking about uh, our prayer life and uh, how we receive and what we're to expect. So I did not mark my Bible again. Where are you at, James? Did they move James on me? Sometimes I think they move my chapters around on me. You ever think that? All right. The Bible that I have does not have a table of contents. I literally have to memorize where things are. James chapter 1. Here we are. James chapter 1, looking at verse 6. Okay? It says, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So there we go. We cannot be double-minded. We've got to be settled in the Word of God. We've got to be settled in our faith, settled in our scriptures, knowing that the Word of God is yes and amen. 
from Genesis to Revelation, this is the Word of God, and what Jesus said, we can do. Jesus said that if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. Now, Jesus would not tell us something that we could not do. That would be unfair, that would be unjust. If he was to tell us we could do something and, and knowing that we couldn't do it. So if Jesus tells us we can do something, then praise God, we can, we can do it. Amen. So a double-minded man is unstable in all, of his, in all of his ways. You have got to be firm in your belief. And when you go to God in prayer, you need to know that, first of all, this is God's will. God, God's will is for uh, me to be prosperous. God's will is for me to be healthy. God's will is for me to have peace. God's will is to save my family. Um, God's will is not for me to be have a trash can, but to have food in my house. God's will is for me to have a roof over my head. So you, you need to know what God's will is. And if you don't know what God's will is, then it's hard for you to put your faith in that. Well, how are you going to know what God's will is without reading the Bible, without hearing the Word of God being preached? That's why faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It's to tell you what the will of God is. When you know what the will of God is for your life, it's much easier to put your faith into it and to know that not only does God want that, but God is able to give that. And that is so powerful, so powerful this morning. Um, amen. So we want to look at these things and realize where our faith level is. And, uh, you know, I used, um, I used money for an example. The good illustration is, you know, people might have faith to believe God for an extra $5, but they don't have enough faith to believe him for 10 Well, you got to start somewhere. You know, you believe him for $5, and when that $5 comes in and you increase him, I'm going to believe God for $6. Then you get, you get to the point where I'm going to believe God for $10. And then you say, well, God can give you $10, then I can believe God for $20. And you just keep building your faith. Same thing with healing. If God can heal you of a headache, then he can heal you of uh you know of a bad knee he can if he can heal that bad knee he can heal that bad back if he can heal that back then he can heal that heart disease come on i mean you just keep going you just keep going so you build your faith up listen you don't want to wait till the doctor has given you a diagnosis of a heart disease or the doctor has given you a diagnosis of cancer to start having a bible study to build your faith then that is not the way this is going to work. It will not work that way. Um, yeah, you can build your faith in the middle of sickness, but you need to be healed right immediately. You don't need this thing drug out. There's a lot of people that will, uh, they get a terrible diagnosis from the doctor, and all of a sudden, man, they, they get serious about their faith. They get serious about their religion with God, and, and uh, they just start uh, you know, doing nothing but reading their Bible and asking everybody for prayer, and they're talking a good talk. Yeah, I believe in God, and I know God's going to do it. But truth is, their faith level is still low, and uh, and they are just going through the motions, and they have wishful hoping, and their faith level is still not there. You know, it's just like a boxer that gets into a ring. Um, I think it was on Rocky. I think it was a Rocky two. I think it was um, where um, Rocky's trainer Mickey told him that in order for you to survive 45 um, minutes in a ring, you had to have like 45,000 hours of training. It was, a, it was a huge number of hours of training to survive 45 minutes in a boxing ring. Um, and so I think that's where it went. I can't remember how to move, what, exactly what he said, but it was a tremendous amount of hours put in to training before you got to the actual fight. That was the point. You don't wait till morning of 
you know, you're a boxer and, and you got a fight, big fight coming up and, and uh, man, you know, I got to wake up in the morning. I got to, I got to get in that ring. You don't wait to the night of and say, well, you know, I got a boxing match tomorrow. I guess I better get in the gym and buff up. No, um, you know, I guess I better start doing some laps and running. Maybe I should get a sparring partner tonight and brush up all my skills for tomorrow because the big fight's tomorrow. But you done spent an entire year eating donuts and watching bananas on, on the couch. It will not work. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get knocked out because you're not there. And that's what happens when people get a diagnosis from the doctor. Um, all of a sudden, they get serious about their training of the Word of God. All of a sudden, they get serious about their faith. All of a sudden, they get serious about their relationship. And you need to be built up before it happens. You need to stay in God's Word. This is why when things are going good in your life, don't forget God. And this is the problem Israel had all through the history of Israel is when things were going good, boy, they would forget God and they would start sinning again and, and, and doing all kind of crazy stuff. And then bad things began to happen to them. It was a cycle all through the Old Testament. You see a cycle of the children of Israel doing good for a while and obeying the commandments of God and God blessing them. And then they fall away from God and they're back in sin and then the curse of the word comes upon them and uh, just an ongoing cycle. And that's where we are as a people. That's where we are as a church. We've got to be strong in our faith. Now, when things are going good, that's when you need to be feeding the most on faith, when things are going good. So when things are going bad, you're ready to fight. You're ready to fight. It's not time. I remember... I'll share, this, I'll share this with you before we go off air. Um, I was in Germany many years ago as a young man, and I was in the Army at the time, and I'd never driven on black ice before. I'd never seen black ice. I grew up in Alabama. We didn't have black ice. And so here I was going down a mountain in Germany um, trying to get to my Army base because I lived off base at the time. And anyways, I hit a sheet of black ice, and I, I turned my wheels were turning, the direction I needed them to go because I was coming up on a curve, but my car was going straight. I was sliding on black ice and I was headed over an embankment and I knew within moments that if I did not stop this car, this car did not come to a complete stop and I didn't get control of this car, that I was going to go over this embankment and I mean, I was going to go, I was going to fall down into a valley and there's no way I would survive. It, would, it was too far of a drop. Uh, I, would have, I would have died right then. I didn't have time to call my grandma. I didn't have time to say, Grandma, I need you to pray. My life's in danger. I didn't have time to call my pastor and say, Pastor, is there a Bible study that you can give me real quick um, that we can get this car to stop? Can you increase, help me increase my faith right now uh, so I can uh, get this car to stop? I didn't have time for that. I didn't have time to call my wife and say goodbye. All I had time for was to grip that steering wheel with all I could and put my foot on that brake and call out to the name of Jesus. I had faith in the name of Jesus that he could stop that car because I had I already knew the scriptures. I'd already heard the stories of Jesus. I'd already been in church long enough and my faith was already built that there was power in the name of Jesus. Now, if I didn't believe there was power in the name of Jesus, I would have died that day. But I believed there was power in the name of Jesus to stop that car. And when I said in the name of Jesus, and that's all I had time to say was Jesus' name. I didn't even say in the name of it. I said Jesus really loud as this was happening to me. I know the Lord sent an angel and he stopped that car and, uh, and brought it to a stop. And I praise God for that today. 
But listen, I had to get there. I had to build my faith. My faith level had to be built up first before that situation happened in my life. So this is what I'm telling you. Is you cannot wait until you need faith to have faith. You've got to have faith before you need it. Amen. You've got to have faith before you need it. And so we're talking about increasing our faith. And this morning, we're going to be on part three. Uh, I've been sharing stories about how I started my own business. I thought I knew what faith was, really, until I started my own business. Um, when I had no safety net at all, it was just uh, me and God uh, and turning a wrench. When it was just me and God turning a wrench, that's when my faith level really began to increase. So I'm sharing the story of what happened. I'm walking you through um, the beginning of my business, what happened uh, in the beginning years of my business, and where I am today. And so this is a faith-increasing series that we're doing. We're calling it Greater Faith. Uh, we're going to be on part three today. You can go back on YouTube, Bowden um, Church of God YouTube channel, and you can watch part two um, and catch up where we are. But we want to increase your faith because you need to have faith before you need to have faith. Amen. I hope that makes sense to you this morning. So we praise God for you. Amen. And uh, we're going to be closing out. Brother Matthew, you want to come and pray with me, brothers? We close out this listening audience this morning in our Sunday school class, my brother. Absolutely. Father, we thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for my prayer warrior, Matthew, being here with me today. Lord, we thank you, God, for your word of increase. We thank you for your word of faith. God, that you will help us to increase our faith. God, that you will build our faith. And Father, we ask you, Lord, to help us have faith before we need faith. Put us in a situation, God, where we can increase our faith. Hear the word of God being preached. And hear the word of God being read to us, Lord. And reading the word of God for ourselves. Put us in a good Bible study, God, that we can increase our faith levels. That when bad news does come, we have faith that overcomes. We have faith levels, God, that will overcome whatever comes tomorrow. We will be ready to face tomorrow because our faith has been increased. Father, I pray for our listening audience today that you would bring healing to those that need healing, that you would bring encouragement to those that need encouragement, that you would bring peace to those that need peace. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. amen. Thank you, Brother Matthew. And I will uh, see you guys next week. God bless. There he is. I was just going to tell you. I had the birthday. <laughs> From two weeks ago. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so I was doing some stuff. I was doing some stuff and then clicked on. I didn't know if we were going to have this. I was doing some stuff this morning. Oh, okay. We got breakfast back there. I'll go back there and join them. <laughs>